When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Unholy Trinity Podcast. Three blues, three opinions, one Everton podcast. Welcome to episode nine of the Unholy Trinity Podcast, where this week we'll be looking back at a rampant Everton victory over Manchester United. First corner of this second half. De Gea has to punch clear. Lucas Dean sends it back brilliantly. Oh, how about that? We've seen some fantastic goals today. And that might just top the lot. We'll be discussing the appalling media coverage of Everton and all teams outside the top six. They ain't going to want Ole Gunnar Solskjaer out. They're not going to turn Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Those players now, well and truly, their heads are on the line. Everton run four kilometres further in the first half. Everton. And we'll be looking ahead to this weekend's visit to Sellers Park when we take on Roy Hodgson's Crystal Palace. So lads, what a game it was. What a game. Goodison Park. Some sun was out. The sirens are on. Everton were playing like Brazil. Yet again, dismantling the top six side. Where do you even start with it? Go on, B, you kick off you there, mate. What was it like? Just outstanding. Brilliant from the off. I mean, within the first, I think, ten minutes, I went with a mate who's a United fan and he turned to me and he said, I think you've had about seven corners already. United didn't get out of their half. We were absolutely dominant from the first whistle to the last. Yeah, you could see that totally, couldn't you? I, I, you could see the from the manager, because we have arguably started some games slow. I mean, if you're looking, even when we beat Chelsea recently, we did start slowly in that game. Although we were obviously backed it up with a great start against West Ham. But certainly at home, it has been a bit, little bit slow. You could tell the manager there, I think, said, look, get into these. The, the heads will be down after Barca have absolutely whooped them over in the, the new camp. And yeah, we were all over them. Um, I mean, we were just so up for it. Um, combine that, I know, with the uh, the fact that you could say they weren't really at the races, but still, I think the fact that we didn't give them time to play whatsoever or get into any sort of groove, um, well, it completely showed for me. I think I think a real a real positive thing that I picked up on was we had a reaction, didn't we? Mm. We were so poor against Fulham. Surprisingly, when we've been in such a, a good run of form and we've been beating these top six sides and. Obviously, away at West Ham, he was so good and went to Fulham, who had been relegated, and we were just so, so poor in that game. And obviously, going to the United game, we had no Gomez. Mm. I, I thought Snyder came in and did an absolutely superb job. Didn't get many mentions, you know, the, the, the usual suspects, and rightly so. We'd like to hear Idrissa Gay, Bernard, Sigurdsson, all, all fantastic. But I thought Morgan Snyder came in yet again, as he did against Cardiff and Liverpool, and slotted into that side. 
and he looked like he, had, he hadn't been away again and that for me is a sign of a good squad when you've got a player who can just come in and look like he's been there together like, I think you're absolutely right and I'm going to hold my hands up and say I got it completely wrong at the end of the last podcast because when I yeah when I heard about Gomez's ban I thought we're going to struggle to hold on to the ball their midfield three when I saw it was uh, Matic, Fred and Pogba I thought gosh we're in for a tough afternoon here um, but I couldn't have been more wrong. Yeah, no, I think we all said that. I think if, when Pogba has played well since Solskjaer's come in, he's played well because he's had protection behind him, either either Matic or Herrera. Um, and I think we again we mentioned at the end of the last one because he's had to play deeper in in, in the matches. He, uh, those players have been injured. He's been way less effective. So you could say he was freed up again yesterday. But we just completely dominated that midfield, didn't we? I mean, we dominated all over, but that midfield battle, we won it completely. And Schneider, like you said, Mike, deserves huge credit because it was that, that, that for me, was Schneider of old there. Really calm in possession, winning winning balls simply, giving it easy. He, he just looked like he was all over, all over the pitch. And joining the press, have you noticed yeah, he, uh, him and Gay went back to that system again where one would drop in and the other one would come out and press the back four? Yeah. And they alternated, and I thought he was fantastic. Yeah. Seamless, wasn't it? I mean, you know, the sign of a good side is where if one player's out, out injured or two or three players are out injured, that other players can come in, just step in and not even look like that player's been gone. And I was, I was like you, Pete, I was really worried that with Gomez being out, because he's such a good footballer and he makes us tick in so many ways, I was thinking, Schneidlin, not the same player here. Are we going to lose something going forward? But we didn't at all, did we? It didn't really affect at all. I mean, he just slotted straight in like, he, like Gomez wasn't even there. I think... I think- as well, I don't know. I thought Davis would be the one who would come in to give us a bit more legs again in midfield. Um, but the, the, the form is just amazing, by the way. And we said it a few weeks ago since January, since all that move with PS, uh, PSG fell through, he's been a different player. He's been a totally different player. He, he was good first part of the season, he didn't particularly stand out. But yet again, I'd, I'd love to see his running stats for the weekend. A lot of players would sulk, wouldn't they? Yeah, big move doesn't yeah. come through. Sulk for the rest of the season, yeah. and either he'd be on the bench or we wouldn't see him. Yeah, that's that's what yeah. it says about him as a professional. And we said that in the last podcast, and it's phenomenal. He's such a big part of that side. I mean, look, look, look when we score, <clears> he, he releases from wherever he is, doesn't he? And he's over there on people's backs. Yeah, I love it. Listen, love it. They, yeah. they, they think the, the, the team spirit is still such a big part of our club, and you, you want players to, to be. Um, be part of it and feel part of the team and so obviously to have the situation he was in to be playing the football he's playing the efforts he put in and I was a bit nervous when he got booked in that first half because I thought I was about to mention that played on a yellow didn't he for pretty much what 70 minutes soft yellow yeah it was yeah Yeah. it was yeah when you look at some of the other things that that went on I think Fred gave away a couple of fouls and one of them was definitely deserving of a booking and wasn't given but the referee again another poor example of of a referee in the Premier League Um, but just, just a fantastic, just a fantastic, fantastic performance. It was just a, a great, a great day, wasn't it? You know what? As well, when we played Chelsea, when we played Arsenal afterwards in the in the podcast, we said it could have been four or five. Yeah. You know, on another day, or our finishing was better. Yeah, we could have been four or five. Yeah, we so you know, I know we're going to come across it in a minute, but let's be careful of going down the route of United were really poor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. They weren't at the races. They weren't themselves. But we were fantastic, and it yeah, it, it was a four or five nil yeah. performance. Well, look, look. So, sorry, 15 shots, 8 on target. So 50% of the shots on target. And there were some, besides the four goals that we scored, and by the way, three of them were... Well, well, I mean, all four were different. They, they were, all four were different goals. They weren't just the same type of goal playing the same type of footy. It was literally a long throw, 
you know, that was the, when have we scored from long throws? We scored two now at home in a row. It's, it's causing problems, is this this throw? Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. causing problems. Calvert Lewin winning the first header, yeah, and it's causing problems. Yeah, I mean, it's just a simple long throw. Mm. But then that was the first one. The second one, obviously, was a, a, a lovely move for the goal there, wasn't it? I mean, that finish. I mean, again, and something yeah. else, just didn't didn't get the credit it deserved. Yeah. Watching it, you think, oh, we get the hair's been a little bit slow there, Sigurdsson has caught that absolutely perfectly he's hit it so well it's bounced just in front of the hair outdoors it's an absolutely fantastic goal and didn't get the plaudits as we're going to discuss in a little bit that it's really deserved what, what a strike you know it, yeah. it's up there the, 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 the first few goals we scored if we hadn't gone our goal of the season competition already on, a, on the Everton website mm-hmm. those three would all be in there yeah. we were having a bit of a chat the other week weren't we about how top players hit the ball top yeah. players finish we yeah. were talking a bit about um, Ms Ursil because yeah. after that goal at Bournemouth did it again didn't he Marcus Rashford's been very vocal saying he tries to emulate Ronaldo when he hits a low ball yeah. make it bounce in front of the keeper yeah. Gilfie Sigurdsson is a world class player well, he, he he deserves a lot more. So he's now starting to get that credit. In the way when he's hit, hit that ball, ball he's yeah. hit it deliberately to bounce in front of the keeper. Of course he has. He's the amount of time of and space he had. Of course he has. Aguero, if you watch Aguero, it's actually a South American thing. It came from there. Batistuta used to do it a lot. He used to absolutely smash him from like 30 yards. But that little dip in front of the keeper. Ronaldo, the original Ronaldo used to do it. Um, and obviously, that you know, like you said more recently, the, uh, the Cristiano Ronaldo and, and Rashford. And, and do you remember the, the lad that used to hit free kicks like that from Leon? What was his name at Leon? Remember him? Janino. Um, Janino. He used yeah. to score loads of goals. They used to dip. Yeah. They weren't always in the top bin. They were literally like right in front of the keeper and bouncing up with top spin on it. Yeah. But it's the accuracy of that strike, isn't it? He took that in inside Matic there. Pete screaming in the pan, in the it's <laughs> it, <laughs> uh, and it's just it's the accuracy as well as the power, isn't it? Because that's gone right inside the post, isn't it? But well, we we tweeted earlier on to say you know Sigerson is a, he's a class act. This season, 13 goals, 5 assists. That's incredible. Most goals ever scored in one season. Mm. And that was on the back of a stat uh, from that score for football saying that no, no other player in the Premier League has scored more goals outside the box since 2016-17 than Gilby Sigurdsson. And when you look at some of the players in the Premier League, yeah. Christian Eriksen. Yeah. Which is... Yeah. It's yeah. phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Who he gets it, compared with a lot. Yeah, there's, there's, so, there's so many examples in the Premier League of these players who, who apparently score from long distance. Luca Dean. A score of four goals a season from outside the box. In- incredible, really, isn't it, for a, for a left-back? Yeah. You know, we look, look at his goal again. While we're talking about that, yeah, I mean, that was just... Uh, keeper's not moved, does he? No. I mean, I mean no. you could say... There's a slight argument, if you can say, let's say we'd have had the infamous VAR on that. Was was De Gea impeded a bit there? Zuma was coming out. And all. But you can't take anything away from that No, strike. you can't. It's it's strike, it wasn't guys. more made of that, by yeah. the way, because yeah. there's about four of our players when he's hit it. Yeah. Obviously, um, between obviously the the hair and, and the ball and United's United's fairest man, who was back. But what a strike! He's he's, he's caught that. He's so, cut across so, it a little bit. Oh, listen, listen, yeah. um, unbelievable! But but he, you know, even the fourth goal, different kind of goal again. Great to see Bocock get a goal. We've we've all said that over the last few weeks. I've, many Everton fans have said he's been in such poor form um, this season. He started the season pretty well, got off the boil, and he, and he was a regular, wasn't he? Mm. He was a regular in the side. Um, and he lost his place going back a few weeks ago, and he's, he's come on there. Figure Charleston, who looks like he's got a bit of a, I probably at least probably three or four weeks, I think, by the looks of things with, with that rib, not. a bit like Leighton Baines against Huddersfield. But he's come on, he's worked hard, 
And in those situations, how many times has he gone through over previous weeks and missed? Oh, that first touch. When it I saw that first touch, I thought I was, I thought yeah. was taking it, it was too far yeah. forward. Now, it, was a poor, it was a poor touch. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You can see the hair complaining because he thought I've got him after yeah. that touch. Yeah. Obviously, that made the angle worse for him almost. But then yeah. he did lovely little flip around the keeper, wasn't it? It was a great finish, yeah. yeah. And you could see the delight in his, his face when he scored and he was right in the Gladys Street, wasn't he? And well, that image you tweeted out, mate. I mean, what an image that is. It's such an iconic image, that isn't it? It's it's and as 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 we've said, it's what we're all about, isn't it? It's yeah. what it's what our club is all about, and it's the one photograph when you look at it, you see the That's the raw emotion of you know yeah. players fans together, you know not a phone in sight. Peter, no, it's a real real valid point you maybe while we were off here. No phones in sight, no iPads, no song sheets, nothing like that. They're all there. Were there any flags there, mate? Well. We're going to come on to flags in a minute. No flags on the show at that particular point. <laughs> but you know, it's just a fantastic image and one on which is just a, a real fantastic shot on such a fantastic day and, and what, what a great performance. But yeah, we, we'll mention the flags again because Pete, Pete's a, a great, he loves these flags. There was more of them, I think, this time, wasn't there? Went right across, didn't they? Yeah. The flags this time. Pete, what were your thoughts? That looks thoughts? better, that, I think. It looks what were your thoughts on, the, on that? I think the the four nil win made it um, marginally acceptable, <laughs> but I, I still don't think Everton are a club that need plastic flags given out before the game. I've, I've seen I've seen today um, they, they they've got a little bit of sticks. Some some gentlemen were saying that where he sits in the Bullens Road, he can't hear any difference in terms of he can't hear this group of people who are making a difference. And I disagree with that. I, the the difference I think has been has been rather rather big part from the. Uh, the originals, they, they said for next season they're looking at um, getting banners and things like that and, and so on. Um, I mean, do, do, do you consider that to be the same as giving people flags and saying, well, hold this banner? What, what's what's your, your thoughts on yeah, that? Yeah, I'm all for banners. I think it's mm. it, it's more original to the club, isn't it? I think it's more in line with um, being a football fan. I think the idea of giving out plastic flags, it's a bit like organised fun, isn't it? it I mean, we're going, you know, it, it's one of them. It's... We've said it before, and we don't want to sort of dwell on this point because they, they do some really good work, and they have done. Uh, it's not for everyone. If it's not for you, don't hold the flag. That's that's what I say. We don't want to go in the singing section, move seats. That's what I think. Yeah, but it, it, since the sirens, since they've been involved with the club, they could, they've already tweeted out recently saying that they've been behind the sirens thing. Mm. They've got a few things apparently next year lined up as yeah. well. Massive credit, and uh, we have given them credit on the podcast, and rightly so. But you know, it's all about going the game. It helps if you win in four and only battering in the top sixteen four 0 Yeah. But aside from that, they've lifted the players, haven't they? Mm. Loads of players have come out in those home games recently saying how much the crowd has lifted them and given them that extra energy and levels. Uh, I mean, we ran eight kilometres more than United did in that game. I mean, that's unbelievable. Yeah. You know, literally 800 metres per man, pretty much. So I mean, maybe that neatly takes us on to the next segment, because what a, what a point you make. We ran eight kilometres more, we beat a top six side... 4-0. Not only that, but we beat a top six side, the third top six side in, what, four weeks. Yeah. Another clean sheet. We had a clean sheet against Liverpool, clean sheet against Chelsea, clean sheet against Arsenal, clean sheet against United. Uh-huh. Why are we the only ones giving Everton credit for well, Obviously, when, when when these uh, top six sides come to Goodison Park... Do when was the last time we beat one? So was when, what was the stat before that, before we beat... Oh, we had, we had, it was crazy. It was crazy. The stat that we had for, for not being a top six side was ridiculous for a club like Everton. 
you know, off any club really because mm-hmm. you see other sides, you, you you can go away from home and nick a 1-0 win and they have done over the years and you think, why why, why can't we do it? Marco Silva's just torn up that particular yeah. stat yeah. in the last four, Three four five month. weeks. Three in yeah. a month, basically. You know, absolutely, yeah. absolutely fantastic. But yeah. like you said, Pete, Everton fans, we're, we're waxing lyrical about our, our, our side, how, how well we're playing. You know, the, the turnaround in... in in uh, our fortune, the fact that we've got a style of play, we've got an identity, the players, the manager, all deserve credit. If you watch Sky Sports, if you listen to Talk Sports, if you go on the BBC website and what have you, there's not an ounce of that craze for Everton, not an ounce of it. And it, it absolutely frustrates the life out of me. Guy Neville yesterday, mm. sitting there with his stupid uh, Janet Jackson microphone on in the Gansey at Cardiff. <laughs> And he cuts through, and he, and but the ways he used were in that first half, Everton ran four kilometres more than Manchester United. Everton, and what Gary, what what, yes, what he you said that, that, that's how he said oh, it. Now I'm, I've always been quite a big fan of Neville. Well, I am a big fan. I think he's all right. I don't particularly mind Carragher. No, I think he's also a great. But to sit there and and say it with with such disdain, listen. We're one of the bigger clubs in this country. I know. It's so disrespectful. Isn't oh, it? It, it, I, I couldn't believe it. I absolutely, I, I was, my blood, I was coming yeah. in the game, fantastic, and my blood was boiling listening to that. I thought, I who do you think you are? Know. You know, absolutely horrific. But this is the media, this is Sky. Outside the top six, they don't want to look well, at No one else exists. They don't. And that, and, that, and that for me, I mean, Spurs have now actually pushed their way, in, uh, pushed their way into that and they're getting credit. And rightly so, you know they're in the semi-final of the Champions League and they've been very consistent. I think the, f- the thing for me for us to be able to get that, dare I say, or next level credit if you want to call it that, we've we've had these moments, we've all these mini dawns, haven't we, where we've beaten United under Koeman, we battered City, you know, at home uh, under when uh, Pep's first season, and but we've not that they were like one-off games. We've actually beaten three teams in the top six in the space of a month that's not coincidence I mean, yeah, 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 exactly but they ref- almost refused to kind of give up well, it, there's actually finally now starting to click the manager's got to grips with him this looks like a proper side here if they can keep these players and sign a few more you know they could really push for you you know Champions League but it, it's almost like they can't say it and just know when they've got an ex, you know, four ex Liverpool players on ex United and everything else I mean that drives you mad I mean BT have their faults in the way they deliver certain things, but one thing I will give BT credit for is that their analysis and that it's normally unbiased. Normally, I mean, not completely. Obviously, they have got some clowns on there as well. Well, they'll try to arrange. Won't yeah, they will have an ex-player yeah. from you know from the home yeah, side, yeah. an ex-player from the away. Yeah, I exactly. Think it's, I think... it's the same faces every single time. It's like, what's Sunez doing there? What's he got to do with that game? Well, don't don't you know I mean? don't start me on him. You know I, mean? I mean, the fact that he could sit there, guys, and say hand on heart. That the Richarlison goal shouldn't have stuck because it was dangerous play. When the defender's head's about twenty yards from his foot mm. and he's ducked down, is absolutely beyond. And let's not forget how Graham Sunes used to play the game. Oh well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, yeah, exactly. I mean, look, if, I can guarantee if that had been Mane or Salah or Firmino doing that literally scissor kick with his weak foot straight straight into the, into the back of the world net. class. It'd have been literally yeah, they'd have, they'd have, <laughs> it, it would be on an advert the following day. You know what I mean? It, yeah, you would not stop talking about it. I mean that was a fantastic finish. Yeah. You know, connected with with his weak foot as well, having missed one with his left foot five minutes before that. Yeah. But I just think, yeah, it, it, it look, it is a contentious point. And we did obviously tweet out on it and say, look, you know, give us actually a bit of credit here. I mean look, we shouldn't let it affect, you know, what was a, a overall, you know, fantastic performance and we've gone on to win, but 
it does drive you mad that lack of credit and lack of respect it's, it's, it's unbelievable you're absolutely right it shouldn't overshadow the way that we, we talk about the game with Sky Sports being you know up until recently the main distributor yeah. and the main broadcaster of football in England yeah. The move, they've moved quite far away from sports journalism. Yeah. They're not reporting yeah. the news. Yeah. You know, they have, they have a set way that they look at the English game. I think, I think, I, I think totally problem, agree with that. I think a problem lies when, when you've when you employ two ex-professionals in Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher, two ex-professionals who played for one club, who were so loyal to that club. Yeah, it brings about this kind of situation where you've got. Jamie Carragher shouting Mo Salah you little dancer mm, on no, commentary no, which, no. which no. is not right no. you know I'm not saying don't it's hard to take the emotion out of it it is because he's a fan yeah of course Gary Neville yeah. Is, a, yeah. is a Manchester United fan as well yeah, so it's emotive, isn't he, it? he's so yeah. emotionally involved that they can't help themselves yesterday after the game right now bear in mind it went, it went straight into Cardiff against Liverpool but they had, had analysis after the game right Everton weren't even mentioned. Mm. They weren't mentioned. They showed, see that they showed Solskjaer going over to the United fans and clapping all them and yeah, fantastic. Then it was interviewing Solskjaer, out home on United. Oh, who were the bad eggs in the camp, Gary? Give us, give us some names. Give us, oh, I've already given you names in the past. Uh, shut up. Yeah. Go discuss the game, analyse it, and see how good Everton were. Yeah. Do, yeah. Just do it for just yeah, do it for What's that? B said it's good journalism. You know, if you're a top top journalist, you actually report on what you what you see, mm. and that's how you deliver it. And then that's how that's how they're top journalists. But I do think, you know, what was it? What is Sky now? Was it 60, 70 quid a month? Oh, that's crazy. Money, I mean, yeah. you're paying that much money. You're great to see your team win. Great to see if you haven't made the game like some of us. But like, at least back it up with some decent fun. I mean, they had Sahara, and you can see the link in that. I mean, he was pro United because he probably played longer for them. I've got no problem with that because he's got links to the two different sides. But why not have like Kale on again then? You know what I mean? Or Moyes. You know what I mean? What he, was, he was on the Dubai Kale with, uh, with was Gay, he? Oh, yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, and, uh, Paul Robinson. Moyes no, no, would have been a great one there, wouldn't he? Mm. You know what I mean? Managed both clubs recently. He'd have been a great pundit to be able to view it. But, you know, he probably would have, to be fair, when he has been on, he has given Everton credit. He'll put Moyes on because he's still your first Everton as us. So we won't be allowed on there, but he's joking, aren't you? No, but do you see what I mean? If you're going to do this, have the right pundits on. I can understand when there's a crossover of games, so you're trying to review two games at the same time, you know, one after the other. But, like, you know, soon they shouldn't be in there reviewing that game. It's as simple. Like, they get red naps sometimes to review games like that. It's like, mm. Try and get pundits in from, 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 you know, who've got some sort of link to that club. Because then you're giving an, almost an unbiased view. Cause you've got one on one camp, one on the other. And yes, you're supposed to be unbiased, but look, you know you're going to cross over. But they just don't do it and it drives me mad. And, it, um, you know, it's, it's getting a bit, a, bit, a bit embarrassing the way they're, they're doing it now. Certainly for... You know, for what they are as a station. Well, watching watching Master Day, so obviously this is now jumping to to BBC, and obviously there's been a bit of bit of uproar about the the, the post match coverage from Sky, and I'm sure they got wind of it because they made a point after the game, after showing the game, of saying, "Well, before we discuss my United, let let let's go through our good Everton way." And they made a point of that. However, they spent about two minutes talking about Everton mm-hmm. our good way. And five minutes discussing how bad nice it was straight after. So they just can't help themselves. You know, it's such a big story. Well, it's not really, is it? They, they haven't, they've been poor all season. Are they told to do, do you reckon? Do you reckon they're told to do it? figures. I, I, mean? I, I understand there's got to be some kind of... There's, there's a situation there where they've got the, the Sky Six, as they, as, they, as they call them. And I understand there are clubs that probably attack the most viewing figures when the game's on the television. I get all that. And yet, for us to get to 
that next level of coverage if you like we've got to be in there like Tottenham have done and we've got to we've got to aim that I understand that to a point but when you're looking at a game just a, a one-off game like that you've, you've got to analyse it like you said you've got to analyse it correctly it's got to be balanced yeah. you know look at it independently and look at the key points in the game the key points in the game where we won the game 4-0 we absolutely battered them yeah. there's your key points it doesn't matter yeah. how good or bad they we, were do you it turn gets over. back to the players as well if you're if you're an Everton player and you've just beaten United 4-0 do you think you're left with, with the feeling of you've not been recognised or as a professional as well as a professional footballer that's gone out and achieved something you're quite monumental mm. when was the last time Manchester United were beaten 4-0 yeah. by a team outside of the top six. Well, 4-0 in general. It, you know, it doesn't happen, does it, to, to mm. United and, and those teams? It doesn't happen, does no, it? Unless they do it to, to each other. Well, City turned them over, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, outside of that. Yeah, it doesn't happen. But this this is it. I mean, I'm, I'm sure some players are. Right? Probably the, the, the local players or the English players. You know, I think players who come in from abroad, they're getting such a lot of media coverage for, for being in the Premier League anyway. It's probably mm. a different level to what they've had at clubs in France, even Italy, Spain, Greece, whatever it might be. Um, but, you know, they, they, they must read things. I mean, Garth Crooks, another, yeah, another absolute out, dope, yeah. has put out his team of the week. Two Everton players in it, not being funny, should have been at least three or four, but we won't go there. And and he, he throws in Seamus Coleman now. I've, I've got I've got the comments here that he's... he's he, actually, oh, he, just, he, he just can't leave it at how well Seamus Coleman played. What he's put on, um, you know, where's the Everton captain's armband? They're justifiably so. Seamus Coleman has played a massive part in the victories over Arsenal, Chelsea, and now United. United were poor at Goodison, and while they should be beating the likes of Everton, Brilliant. the emotional impact of losing to Barcelona in the Champions League cannot be underestimated. Just, just, is there Brilliant. any need to even no. mention no. that? It's just no need at all, and it, you know. I could go on all day about the media. Talk sports again. Allardyce quote this morning. Everton Ever- are doing well. Yeah. Get Allardyce out now. You know, normally only appears when we've lost the game. Yeah. But no, get them out now about how, yeah. how we've, we, we need to buy a £30 million striker yeah. before we, we get to the top six. And God, yeah. you spent £27 million on Shane Sosson. I know. I know. I saw that comment about Cale. Because Cale oh. actually turned around and said, you know you said he was in the Middle East, obviously, with, yeah. um, with Gray and Keys. He actually said that near to Everton, if they can get a Diego Costa, should they go for him? Go for Costa? He actually said that. And he got a bit of stick, didn't he? Saying, I think Keyes might have even said, he goes, Diego Costa though, and Everton, like that. And, and, and Kale went, yeah, why not? Oh, we, were t- we were talking with him when, um, yeah, we were. yeah, we were. In the yeah. transfer window. And he actually said, Kale responded and went, well, why not? Why not? We're a big club, we've got the money, we can afford to buy him, we've got the wages, so we can afford to pay the wages. Why wouldn't he come to us? It's, I mean, the, 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 the thing with him, and, and I, I get Kale's points, I get his points about, yeah, why can't Everton bring in a well-known big-name striker like a Diego Costa? Would I want him at Everton now? No. Because he just, for me, he'd absolutely obliterate any kind of team spirit. He's not within yeah. that. He's not within that. What, what, Fans would love him, though, like. Fans would absolutely He's a liability, him. though, wouldn't he? He can be, that's but a, he's that type of player. He's on, such the edge. A variability, he's on the edge. Yeah. Wouldn't you? You'd yeah. get games where he's, he's a match winner and he throws all that attitude into the opposition and bullies defenders and there'll be games where he has death red cards or he gets sulky or he doesn't pull his weight and affects the No, I don't, and there's two sides to it, isn't there? But when, he, when he's on form and he's on the edge, he, he was unplayable. He's just, he? just got a six or eight match ban for saying to the referee about what he'd do to, to his mother or something. You know, you, 
you know, there's a line. There's, there's, a, there's a line. We, we, we would love it. We, yeah, we like, we we like our, our cult <laughs> heroes and those yeah, do. But I don't think he fits in, to be honest. Look, yeah. look, look, we've got to look out for other players out there. We but, have. Um, I mean, on that point, I know United was saying now that Solskjaer, didn't he, came out and said, look, we got battered. He's always honest. I like that about Solskjaer, uh, to be fair. And he said as well, you know, half the, basically said half that team will be there next season. Um, I'm, I'm obviously pointing out a few there. But he also said that... Um, you know the likes of Neres and things like that. We've been linked with players like Richarlison as well. Was mentioned was thrown in the mix. You know, why are they doing that as well? Like throwing names out him. We'll just well, get him. We'll just we'll just get we'll just get Richarlison. It's a good we'll way. Get it's good you way of getting a bit of a dig in, isn't it? But I, I, mean? I think it's a statement again of, of Manchester United. It's great when you can do that, isn't it? It's not working. Rather than build a foundation, we'll just get rid of the players we don't want. Yeah. Spend millions of pounds Dig and bring in world class yeah, and maintain our position. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's what great. about Lukaku, by the way? Yeah, well he, he, I, thought I thought it was absolutely brilliant all game. I no, would you have him back? No. <laughs> you wouldn't have him back? No. Would you have him back? If he lost about three stones, would you have him back? No. He looked big, didn't he, Pete? He looked huge. Look huge, even from um, I, I moved my seat about four stands back to get two tickets together, and he still looked bigger than when I, when I, he was here last season. It's it's it's, it's bizarre, isn't it? Because he he left us obviously. He was one of them, wasn't he? He'd go away with Belgium and he'd, he'd speak to the media, the media again, uh, and he'd always spin some kind of story about how he wants to leave. And he and he and he left, and he was given it all that, wasn't he? I was at Old Trafford last season when he he absolutely blooded us everywhere, and he was giving it all the the, the shush signs to, to the Everton fans because he was giving them a stick all game. Look, look at him, look at him yesterday. You know, he gives he, he starts putting his fingers through his lips when he clears a corner when they get to be four 0 Come on, come on, you know, if you score a goal, do what you want. If you get you get stick. I've got no problem, right? If we give a player a stick and they, they give it back to score, absolutely, absolutely fine, no problem. It's all part of the game for me. When you clear a corner, when you get to be 4-0, to come on now. If you're yeah. seeing that as a United fan and as a United player, you must be thinking, what, what plans are you on? But the same thing on the listen to offers for them. They'll do well to recoup that money from him. Yeah, yeah. They will do well. I mean, he's the epitome alongside Pogba of like the modern footballer, isn't he? You know, like the modern spoiled brat footballer yeah. who's just like, yeah, we'd rather go around. They're looking to afford that. Look, they're looking to book their next holiday in LA already, aren't they? Mm. You can just tell. Yeah. You know I mean, they're just not asked well, about well, the team. But the media love it, don't they? The, the media love that side as well. You know, these these big name players, and they, they love obviously uh, telling stories on them. And after time, they, they haven't got any kind of uh, background knowledge at all know, about any player. But going back to the initial point about obviously the covers that we've had and so on, it doesn't just sort of stop with us. I mean, we 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 feel it with us because. We have played so well. We've beaten three top six sides. We we shut Liverpool out, and got no credit for it. But like of Palace yesterday, they they beat Arsenal away, three two, the best home record in the Premier League. I'm not aware about it. Mm, if you look yeah, on the on the yeah. Sky website, great win though, fantastic win. win. You know, yeah. and it, it's it's such a such a big win for them. We're playing them obviously. Let's you know we can move. Forward they beat City and, as well. Yeah, three two. Yeah, well, yeah. Townsend scored yeah, that yeah. worldie as well, yeah. didn't he? So they've yeah. got a bit of form there. Yeah. It's only away from home; they're very yeah. dangerous, aren't they? They yeah. can beat anyone on the day. Yeah. They've really, got the players. Really well organised yeah. team, and they've got they, the flair in the right places, haven't they? But it just it just wasn't particularly covered, was it? You know, and there's just no 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 uh, concern from the media there, guys. It was all about Arsenal and all the, their form and Champions League. You know, and again, there's so many big sub stories there, yeah, aren't yeah. Christian Benteke. You know, scoring a goal. Uh, when's the last time he scored? Hello, yeah, yeah. And the amount of stick he's had. You know, can he still cut it in the Premier League? And he's even struggling at Palace, and he should be banging in goals there. Blah de blah. He does it against Arsenal, and again, like you say, what's the response? And you all know, by the way, 
he will score against us. Christian Benson. <laughs> I said this. I said this, didn't like I? Like Ryan Babble. Yeah, yeah, before the Fulham game, Ryan Babble will score, and he did. And it brings us on nicely now to discuss Crystal Palace because he will score against us at the weekend. You know, we, is, yeah. it an, is it a night game or is it uh, mid afternoon? No, it's just a three o'clock. I think Salah's part when it's night night games there. It is a fantastic ground for atmosphere. They do have a great atmosphere. They always, yeah, exactly. They've got a singing you know, section. Teams always fans. struggle there, yeah, proper fans, yeah. Teams always struggle there. Yeah, they, they've got a singing section. They've got a singing section, haven't they? With flags, people. With flags. Yeah, I bet, I bet they don't give out plastic flags. <laughs> <laughs> but no, listen, listen. They, I, I've got a bit of a soft spot for Palace in a way, you know. I don't know even know what I have. I just Alan Pardew, mate, you love it, and that's why. Pardew. Don't start me on Pardew. I, I could spend a full podcast discussing <laughs> Alan Pardew. I can't stand that man. Yeah, go on, well, sorry, there's, go on. There's, there's something about them that I actually quite like. Um, I think they the the run fairly well. Yeah, um, they are now. Yeah, 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 they well, are now. yeah, yeah. 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 They are. They are. I think they set up and they play football the yeah. right way. They're quick, they're strong. They've lost tricky wingers, haven't they? Townsend and Zahar cause problems, right? Everyone does. Well, they're, they're, only, they're only probably two or three players away from Charles and Ford. That, that probably seventh, yeah, eighth spot, which would be yeah. really, really good for them. I, but I, I think they're a real, a real decent side on the day. It's like us, I think they lack a bit of consistency. Mm-hmm. I think, and for us to really push that top six next season, and similar to, you know, Palace would probably say the level below that. I think it's consistency at that level, isn't it? We've had that blip in the middle of the season where obviously we had those ridiculous run of games which affected the squad. But Silver would have learnt a lot there in that. And he'll be saying to the board, along with Brandon, saying that's why we need two top players for every position because if players are knackered, we can bring another player who's equally as good, off not just just below them. And I think the same applies to Palace. You know, they've had a few players out injured. Zahar was out for a bit, wasn't he? And they didn't win mm. some eight games while he was out. Well, they've struggled a lot for goals, haven't they? they have. well. They've I mean, struggled in that set has like, what's he scored, like 18 pens this season or something. <laughs> it's unbelievable, isn't it? I mean, every single time Zahar, isn't it? He, he just gets fouled over and over again. He is, obviously, his feet are so quick. And, and like that guy, little Egyptian across the road, he's, that, that's one of the worst dives I've ever seen again. Absolutely embarrassing. Um, but anyway, that's another point. But I do think, yeah, you're right. They are... They do try and play the right way. They've got some decent players. That, it'll be interesting that Milivojevic stays there next season because he's been a very, very good signing for them, hasn't he? Uh, not only has he scored the pen. He's not too young, though, is he? How old is he? Is he, is he, is he uh, what, late 20s or something? Yeah. I'll, I'll find out. I will check. But no, on that point, I mean, look, Townsend on his day can just score worldies, isn't he? I mean, he's probably going to score a goal of the season with that goal against City. That was an absolute oh, outrageous yeah. strike. Um, even if they're little tiny little dancers on the list, mate. But um, I 20, do think twenty eight years. Twenty eight, yeah. No, they they're just they just signed well and they just signed some good players. I mean, they are, you know, probably similar to us in the fact that probably a twenty goal striker away from really being a top top side. I think Schlupp's yeah. a good player. I think that's a really smart buy. Yeah. He used to play out wide at yeah, Leicester, yeah. and they brought him into that midfield three. Yeah. And he's really up and yeah. down, really quick, really strong. Yes. I, yeah. w- I, w- I mean, you said they the that Van Bazaka as well. Yeah, he's by a good the way, I think he's a real talent. He, another one who hasn't, hasn't got the recognition he deserves. Wasn't on the shortlist, was he for Young Player of the Year? Like Richardson was. Wasn't on the shortlist for that? No, no. And no. no, Richardson was that? No. Oh my god, I've not seen the list. No. That's outrageous that Richardson's not on that list. But you, for me, you said there about them, you know, potentially a, a 15, 20 goal strike away from being a top, top side. I, I, I think they're a level below us. Well, not top, top side, but like, you know, certainly pushing, mean, yeah, pushing European I don't, places. I don't, I, don't think, I don't think the way things currently are and the way that we're hopefully progressing and who, who we're going to bring in in the summer. Palace are never going to be a threat to us for me in terms of position at the moment. Um, but they've got, you mentioned there, Wan-Bissaka. Um, for me, 
that kid's a real talent and he won't be there next season no he won't and it's a shame because they, they, they're a club they're a club who will let their talents go yeah, they'll, they'll get 30 40 million for oh they get good money yeah, get but, good but money. then struggle to bring in a replacement mm. because the crystal palace yeah, yeah yeah well i mean look you've got to say the same with us i mean i was thinking the other day i mean we want to keep that that team together and add mm. to it as much as possible because i can guarantee there'll be bids for a charleston in the summer no doubt about it from maybe the likes of united possibly even be like pickford Keane. you know it's, it's up to us you know gomez potentially getting you know tottenham sniffing around that I think it's important just as, as there to keep that team together and add to it, isn't it? and it's the same with them. But Wan Bazaka, going back to him, I mean, you know, we were saying I think on one of the positive it'd be a great potentially backup if not pushing Coleman, isn't it? I mean, he, I've not even I've only seen him get skinned this year. I mean, he's, he's, he's so quick, isn't he? Yeah. His powers of recovery are brilliant. He loves a tackle. Um, he's quite confident on the ball as yeah, well. He's he not, not, yeah, not afraid to receive. I mean, his pressure. final ball maybe think he could improve that a little bit, but I mean, he's, the kid's only like twenty twenty one, isn't he? Yeah, so. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, you're right. He probably won't be there next season, um, but certainly someone I think we should look at as a, a potential if we can get him. Still um, struggled away from home, haven't we? We've really turned it round at home, putting some amazing performances, but struggling to make we, it we click still won away. Five, well, five, was it five or six away? Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, you look obviously at the last away game against Fulham, yeah. how poor the, the the away game before against West Ham. If we play against, mm-hmm. against West Ham, we'll turn these over. Yeah, the, you know, yeah. no no, no yeah. problem because West Ham are a pretty quick side, quick powerful side as well. Um, but these, these are quite a big side palace and they're a physical side as well they got that physicality two centre halves we played against Arsenal Martin Kelly and Scott Dan both big yeah, lads old school, both, yeah, yeah both so Calvert-Lewin we, we said over the weeks how he's improved he looks strong again against United yeah. um, but it's another test for him like I think going go there quite a tight pitch Sarah's yeah. Park small ground two big centre halves Joel Ward played right back he's quite big Juan Bissach not, not particularly small Kriate, yeah, big yeah. lad. Um, Milivojevic, physical. Yeah. And then obviously you've got Ben Tekin, you've got that pace with Zaha. Yeah, they are uh, a big side down there. I do big think when we, when we struggled in certain games, I think one of the reasons why we've beaten those top six sides as well, by the way, is because of the way they like to play. Mm. They like to play on the deck, obviously fast attacking football. The United case probably more counter attacking. But they like to play, the other two like to play possession based, Chelsea and Arsenal. Mm. They don't go direct very often, do they? This is a point and, I've and made in previous podcasts. Wait, we'll rewind that, yeah. Pete. We'll have a listen to that. <laughs> I will. I'll get but, on the um, rewind. But no, but, but genuinely, I think you look at Newcastle when they went direct against us. Yeah. Teams that have gone old school, gone for Quinny on the Diags. You know what I mean? One of those one of those sort of get, get around him. You know what I mean? No, but it is, isn't it? I think, I, I think you're right there. I think that's a good point because I think where Calvert-Lewin's had success is going... I mean, it's, some of the hang times he had in that match again... I mean, um, the commentator Smith was talking about when he yeah. he was saying because he was that type of forward as well, wasn't he? You know, he was giving them problems all day, just winning those headers and almost like bullying Jones and Smalling. A couple of times, you know, he knocked it down really well as well. He, he did. He got above above the centre half. So he knocked it yeah, into yeah, that yeah. space for Bernard or, or he created so much for that for the for, for the midfielders. There. I mean, it's, I would love to him to have got a goal. Oh, you, you're willing, you're yeah. willing, Cavalier oh, to score. To you're goal, absolutely yeah. willing the kid to get a goal, aren't you? Yeah. Um, but I do think you're right. I think against that, if we again trying to hit him on certain things, they're very strong in the air, mm. and yeah, I don't think they'll be easily bullied at all. Well, if you, if you, look, if you look at their bench against against Arsenal. Players who didn't start the game, who arguably could come in and start the game. Van Arnholt yeah. didn't play. Yeah. Andros Townsend, quick. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Ayew, Batshuayi on the bench. Wayne Hennessy, doesn't know about World War Two apparently, on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> that's that, say that for another day. 
But you know, that's, the, that's a pretty strong bench. It's not, not a bad. It's not you bring bringing Bashuai on. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't start that game. Well, it's full yeah. of pace, isn't it? On the, yeah. I use quick as well. Yeah. You know, I Bashuai and uh, and Townsend the role with that that bit. Van Arnold, Van Arnold, obviously. Yeah. yeah. So you know, they, if they if they go with the same start eleven, they can change it with with pace. Yeah. You know, but. I, th- I think what we what we have done well is we've defended well against Pace, Arsenal, yep. United, or Chelsea by first half. But you know, uh, uh, Arsenal, United especially, we've just struggled against teams that have gone direct, haven't we? Yeah. Like Newcastle, that that one half which is arguably been Fulham aside, mm. but Fulham were direct. Mitrovic, you know what I mean? Okay, they played it nice, but they played into him a lot, didn't they? Mm. And he, he and I, I have a feeling Ben Teke may start again. Then I mean, he's just come off the back of a goal, but I have a feeling that. Yeah, they'll they'll employ that, and we've struggled a little bit against those old school. Let's let's hit them, you know, uh, and get around them uh, types of types of teams. But, but wait, I mean, Keane coming back in was a no brain. I thought he had a great game. Keane played well again, um, and Zuma obviously you know, very solid again. But it'd be interesting to see how it pans out. I, I, I'd, it'd be one of those games, wouldn't it, where I think there'll be a few goals in it. I think there'll be uh, yeah. both teams will go for it. I can I can see goals. I mean, obviously, Palace Palace are, are safe, aren't they? They've got no no kind of relegation fears. Uh, obviously, we're we're on a, on a good good run of form, playing some really nice stuff. They obviously Richardson, the chances are he's not going to be fit. I hope he is. So he's been so sharp. Hasn't he, he has, but you know, Will Walcott got a little bit buoyed from getting the goal. Will he come in? Luckman was due to come on at one point yesterday and then Jagielka obviously yeah. had to come on because of the injury to, to Luca Dean. I just think Richardson's helped Coleman loads. Oh, that, he's he's, he's we brought said, Coleman, he's changed him into the old player he was. You know, we we said, I think, pre, pre-Fulham um, how good both our left and right-hand sides are. Yeah. We, we, we've we've likened the, the Luca Dean-Bernard um, situation to Baines and Pina. Yeah. The right-hand side now it's, it's become strong with, with Coleman and Richardson. Yeah. We're not lopsided anymore now, are we? We're totally yeah. balanced. Yeah. We're totally balanced yeah. as, as a side. And, you know, it's, it's it's really good to see. And anyone who comes comes in, if, if he is injured, if it's yeah. Walcott, uh, Luckman, whoever it may be, they've got to be disciplined the way that Richarlison is disciplined. You know, he's great going forward, but he he works hard to get back as well. Yeah. And that's so, yeah. so important, isn't it? What's our thoughts then on predictions then, boys? Just to wrap it up, what are we thinking? Well, well, I'm, mate, I'm still what did you go last week, by the way? One nil I had last, last week. Miles so, off, weren't you? Miles off. Pete, what were you? I, I went for a 2 0 defeat. Did you? Did you always get beat to United? I did. That's why I held my hands up at the start and said I got it wrong. Got was it right? Wrong. I, was right? I think I said 2 2, didn't I? I think, didn't I? So I got the goals right, four goals, but Miles off in terms yeah, of. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for the well, mate, well, again. So, well. as, as I'm never wrong, except for Fulham, uh, him, I'm going to say Everton win 2 1. Against Paz, good game. Goal scorers. Some some good football. I think goal scorers, and I'm willing the kids to score. Calvert Lewin, he's he's due a goal. He's got he's got a score, and I think a little bit of a, a shock goal scorer this one, because shooting is not his speciality. It's just a guy and a gay. Oh, with it, with the with the surge into the box, cut back. Seamus Coleman. There we go, two one. It's it. Yes. <laughs> Very specific um, well, predictions. That's how we like them. Well, unfortunately, you see, you know, he, he went through a, a whole move the other week uh, for one of his predictions. But you know, that's yeah. I'm gonna go two one. Um, Visualization, Mike, isn't it? Yeah. Getting I mean? into that headspace. If you believe it, it'll happen. Exactly, mate. Pete. Pete. I'm gonna go for one nil. One nil Everton. If he starts instead of a Charleston. I'm going to say the score was Theo Walcott. Oh, another controversial two, one. Two and two. After his goal. If he doesn't start, Guilty Sigurdsson will get it. 
what Gompi, do you want to describe it? Cutting him off the right. <laughs> Coming at that number 10 position. Yeah. 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 Free kick. Free kick. Bit of whip. Top in. Now, I, I reckon it'll be, um, both teams will definitely go for it. Like you said, Palace, nothing to play for. Uh, they're not going to hold back at home. Um, I think it'll be goals both sides. I, I reckon we'll close. I, I reckon we'll nick it 3-2. And it'll be a high scoring game. You love the goals, high scoring game. Three two, goal scorers for us. Um, I can see. Um, I think Bernard might get one. I think he's due one as well. And he was talking about that, wasn't he, in the week about mm-hmm. trying to up his numbers? Yeah. I thought again he was brilliant again the other day. I mean, see, see, see that little flick in the first half. Oh, yeah. So a few little flicks. You left after young as well, didn't you? Oh, see the, um, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Bergkamp esque one where he came in and he just let him run off his right foot yeah. round Matic he's, and went round the other he's, side. He is going to be awesome to watch yeah. next year, isn't he? As well. Incredible. Um, so I think he'll get one. Um, I think I'd love Calvert Lewin like you. I'd love Calvert Lewin to go, and I, I think he deserves one as well. I think he'll nick one as well. Little header, little glancer. Loves a little glance. And then um, I think the third one, I'd like Seamus to get one. I think Seamus might Scored make one. a few years ago. Yeah, he did. And, um, I can see him. Like, he loves a little little near post off the outside of his foot, roof of the net job. But he had to go, didn't yeah. he, Esty? Left foot, cut in the left yeah. foot. Um, no way that was going on his left foot. No, no, it wasn't. No, but no, I, I reckon yeah. those will be the scorers and um, I think it'll be 3-2 and it'll be an end-to-end game. Yeah. Well, all, all positive. Good note to end on. We all think it's going to be Everton win across the board. Thanks for listening. Catch us next week where we'll look back at 03 and victory at Sellers Park and we'll look forward to the following game against Sean Dice's Burnley. Sean Dice. <laughs> I wanted to do it and I can't that was do awful. it. I can't that was do awful. it. Sean Dice. <laughs> <laughs> Crafty, I can't do it. Crafty, Crafty. If it was Nick McCarthy, I'd be all over, but I just can't, I just can't do it. Sean, nice. Sports Social Podcast Network.